Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another edition, another episode of Extending the Play. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, alongside the man, Johnny Mack, John McMullen. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at JFMcMullen. My handle, Ryan Rothstein33. The podcast, we shoot out all of our links to the episodes, some of John's articles as well, at Extend the Play. We are on YouTube, as we always say. At Jacob Media, Jacob with a K, J A K I B Media. That's the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button right there. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, John. We've been getting more and more listens on Apple, uh, Spotify, Anchor, all of the platforms now you can find Extending the Play. So thank you if you've already been listening there. If not, hit subscribe, leave a review, rate, all of that good stuff. So, John, um, first and foremost, the standard cliche, how you doing before we get going here? Uh, doing well. little issue uh, with a certain internet company that I might use my platform <laughs> to destroy. <laughs> but other than that, uh, doing pretty well. Uh, 98 degrees. You know, it's interesting because I would have been in a typical year uh, at the NovaCare complex this time of year. Certainly by tomorrow, which is the day that... Uh, the Eagles veterans are, are um, scheduled to report. And, and obviously the rookies were in a little this week. And Carson Wentz showed up today. Alshon Jeffrey, a lot of the injured players and quarterbacks. Carson's not injured, so uh, <laughs> don't get upset about that. But uh, And, you know, we're in a new world. And uh, media's not there yet. We're probably not going to be there till mid-August. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. It's it, not a positive day. We're, we're taping this on, on Monday night, uh, and, and with baseball and all the, the spike in COVID cases, and obviously you, you tend to compare sports naturally. Uh, so uh, things are not trending in a positive direction. So the NFL, Ryan, has this, uh, COVID list, which essentially is going to be an extension of injured reserve. Uh, the guys who test positive uh, have to go on that list, and you can replace them a little bit easier than it would be typically uh, as far as moving guys back and forth on the active roster. That part of it's a ways off. But 24, I think, is the total number as we stand today. Uh, Eagles at zero so far, so that's positive locally, but you can see, I mean, the veterans, uh, as I said, are supposed to show up, so those numbers are going to spike pretty quickly. Yeah, and, you know, we've been doing, John, we've been doing this podcast for a few months now, and obviously we started the podcast really in the early stages of COVID-19, and we still are in the midst of it uh, as the sports world tries to get things underway as we're seeing the NBA begin in uh, in the bubble, their exhibition games as they start the eight-game regular season, so to speak, in a few days. Major League Baseball, uh, as, like you said, we're recording this on Monday night. They've hit some issues 
And the talk today, and I'm sure this talk will continue for a few days. I hate to continue this talk, but it's the reality. It's the world we're in. The talk today, John, is bubble versus non-bubble. And it seems like whether you like the NBA or not, it seems like they found something that's worked. Every sport is different with the number of people on the roster, athletes, coaches, employees on the league, et cetera, et cetera. But Major League Baseball, the Marlins had, what, 12 players, I believe, test positive, And that caused the Phillies game against the Yankees to be suspended. I would have to imagine it's not apples to apples, as both of us has ju- have just mentioned. But the NFL, I would think, could run into some pretty similar issues, no? Yeah, I, I mean, if you're just going to talk positives, the NFL's in trouble. Uh, and and I've thought that from the beginning uh, because, uh, again, uh, for whatever reason, people uh, run away from context like it's a five-alarm fire. They don't want any part of it. Uh, so I, I do think, you know, when I talked about that COVID list, you, you, when you're put on that list, you're not even necessarily tested positive. You're either uh, a positive test or uh, you've been exposed to somebody who was positive. And that could be a family member. It could be uh, when you were traveling. Uh, in these types of situations, when you're just showing up, could be a whole host of reasons. But uh, so that's part of it. And and then the other part is you can talk about bubbles and, you know, maybe baseball uh, could have pulled it off in Arizona uh, or even Florida uh, as they were speculating about early in the process. You just can't do it in football. I, I mean, not only do you have 53 man rosters, which essentially are bloated to 69 this season because you're going to have an expanded 16 person practice squad because they're concerned about all the positive tests and you're going to have to bring people up uh, more uh, than you would in a typical season. So they're prepping for that. And then the, the even bigger part is where are you going to find enough fields in, in a football stadium where right. NFL players can play on and there's 32 teams. So you're talking about 16 games a week. Sh- show me where that place exists in the world. Are we going to create football Island? I, Hey, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should call Dana White. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, maybe, I, I maybe Dubai. I mean, they have enough money. Maybe they'll do it for us. But yeah. until somebody builds that, uh, it's it's just a waste of time talking about a bubble when when you're talking about the NFL. So it is different. Um, and and so far, the NBA has been a success. You know, if they can keep Lou Williams out of uh, strip out of bars. the strip clubs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love Lou, by the way. But and that is not surprising. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it it's it's tough to do. And. You know, from the NFL's perspective, I, I think that's what they're most concerned about. I, I don't think they are as concerned, and, and Doug Peterson talked to us today uh, on Zoom and called basically the NovaCare complex their little bubble uh, for the Eagles players. I think they're more concerned of what the players do when they leave the facility. Yeah, and it's not a where- bubble when you can come and go. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I, I don't. And, uh, yeah, just because he, he he just used that term, 
Right. But obviously it's not, and they can leave, and they're going to leave every single day. And that's the problem. You know, a lot of the Eagles live in South Jersey, where I live. And, you know, I was driving through Marlboro, but know the area. Uh, there's a big Chickies and Pete's in Marlton. They got the big circus tent set up. Ryan, you should have saw this place, man. On a Monday night. I know. Uh, you, know you don't have to tell me, John. Well, you're down the shores. Obviously, you get a lot of the tours. But this is just Marlton. This isn't the shore. This is inland. This is Monday. This yeah. is, you know. We're typically on a typical week if we weren't locked down for the 132nd consecutive day. Uh, you know, people would go home, go to the family, eat dinner at home, do whatever. Everybody's so stir crazy. This place is beyond packed. You couldn't even get a parking spot uh, in this giant parking lot. And I, I know I've talked about this before on the show, discuss this. This whole foundation is built on lies. If we only do this, if we only did what we did before, nobody was doing what you think they were doing. These people are living their lives. It's like so. Elf, where Will Farrell says to Santa, you live on a throne of lies. <laughs> you yeah. smell like cheese. I, I mean, look, I'm all for wearing a mask, wash your stinking hands, and, and keep socially distanced when possible. And that's all you can do and go live your life. And I bring that up not to give people advice. That's where the NFL is. That's, that's where you heard Adam Silver talk about that. Mm-hmm. He flat out said before the NBA restarted, we're, we can't outrun this. Coexist with it. And that's where the NFL is as well. And that's where baseball is. And that's what they're trying to accomplish. It's not going to be perfect. So if that's, and you're expecting things to shut down, if it's not perfect, you're not going to get your way because everybody knows it's not going to be perfect. Everybody knows there's going to be positive tests and they're going to try to get through this. Right. But there's, there's going to be positive tests and that's great. Like, you know, not great in a good way, but like we, we understand that that's a reality and baseball. If the Miami Marlins have to miss a couple games, baseball can still survive. That's, that's awesome. But the problem is if and when players test positive in the NFL, let's say Carson Wentz test positive, insert any player on the Philadelphia Eagles, like th- then what? I-, I mean, I understand there's a list, there's a separate injury list, quote unquote, for these players, and they have players on reserve if needed to fill roster spots, blah, 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 blah. Awesome. But that still doesn't mean that they're going to have this thing under control. Like, the NFL, everyone seems to be just blindly confident that they're going to figure this thing out. But when eight players test positive and they play the Giants, like then what happens? Are they just keeping this under wraps? Like did baseball with this scenario, John, have another option and say, you know what? Screw it. The Phillies and Yankees could have kept playing. Like there's just too many scenarios that I don't see how you can come out of certain situations like the one baseball is dealing with currently. No, and, and I think if you look at that situation specifically, I mean, you're talking about guys who were a group texting each other saying, should we play, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they took a I, vote. And, and I, yeah, and that's why I bring up the NFL and I bring up Doug and I bring up the Eagles are more concerned about not what happens in practice, but what happens when guys go home. Because then you're asking people uh, to be uh, 
uh, responsible. And, hey, you know, the vast majority will be, but there's always a couple knuckleheads, man. And they're going to go. Even if you're not a knucklehead, you know, if you're chances, anything can happen. I I mean, yeah, you have a family party, your nephew gets it. Who knows? I don't know. Exactly. You know, you're going to be around family members. You're going to be around friends. You know, they put up all these rules that can't go to a bar with 15 people, which won't be a problem. Certainly here in New Jersey, can't go to a party with 15 people uh, or more. I, I mean, these are young men. They're not listening. Now, I, I hate to, and again, I, I'm not saying everybody, but yeah. we can all pretend or, or, or we can all be realistic. And I prefer, <laughs> and I always prefer to be realistic. And I know what I was when I was 22, and I'm not listening to crap like that. I, that's just the reality. You can either accept it or you can pretend and stick your head in the sand. So I yeah. think that's the biggest concern. What are guys going to do when they leave the facility? And then you talk about just from a football perspective, if, if we get to that point and you, you in a lot of ways, I wrote about this at phillyvoice.com today. This is going to be a giant stress test for organizations. You know, like the government gives stress tests to banks, like your doctor puts you on the treadmill. This is going to say, this is a good organization, this is a bad organization. How you handle this type of stuff. You might have four quarterbacks. You might keep two away from the other two. You have to think in those Hmm. kinds of ways. I haven't talked to Doug today about the coaches. He needs backup plans for the coaches. He might not be able to coach. Think about that on a particular Sunday. If he tests positive. So who's the head coach at that point? Who's calling plays? You have to have all these contingencies ready to go. And that's why I say it's a stress test for organizations. And in a large part, every NFL season is that to a lesser degree you can tell the good organizations versus the bad but it's only going to magnify it because there are going to be believe me there are going to be a bunch of organizations that just cross their fingers and if something happens it's fly by the seat of the pants the organizations that do have those contingency plans and know exactly what they're going to do if somebody's not there and that goes far beyond the players, it it goes to every employee, every coach, every support staff, advanced scouts, trainers, you name it, that the head trainer, of the Minnesota Vikings tested positive today. What if that happened in week two? You don't have, what if that did happen in week two, John? Yeah. Well, you have to have a contingency. You have to have somebody. You have yeah. to have a backup for the trainer. Typically, we're talking about who's going to be the backup for Carson Wentz. Is it going to be Nate Sudfeld? Is it going to be Jalen Hurts? That's what you talk about with football. Now we're talking about, okay, who's the head coach? Is it Jim Swartz? Is it Dave Phipp? Is it Deuce Staley? Who calls plays? Is it Rich Scangarello? Is it Press Taylor? Uh, if Jim Swartz uh, tests positive, who's the defensive coordinator? Is it Matt Burke? All these questions, it, it, it's just going to be a really, really weird season. 
and it's going to expose bad organizations. Positive part of that is I think the Eagles are regarded and rightfully so as one of the best organizations in the NFL, certainly top 10. And I think they'll be prepared better than most for those types of things. Extending the play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen, presented by Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. John, I feel like everything you just gave, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with anything you just said, but everything you just laid out is still, in my mind, best case scenario. Forget who's the coach if Doug tests positive. Forget who's filling in for Deuce Daly if he tests positive. Jim Schwartz, Carson Wentz, the backup quarterback. Those are all, I, I think, best case scenarios for me are they going to be able to continue to play? Like that's what, that's the bottom line that I think fans want to know. And, you know, those are all going to be issues and they'll be discussed at nausea if that happens. But I don't see how, you know, 98% of teams can have perfect contingency plans in place. They can be smart. One idiot on one poorly ran organization. That's all it takes. And that could be enough. I think in my mind, maybe I'm wrong to, to ruin the whole season. No, I agree with you. I mean, it, it the, the bigger concern is if it hits uh, one position in mass, as you mentioned. What if uh, it, it blows through an entire offensive line? Right. You know, I, and, and, and that's, you know, some of that contingency thinking uh, as well. You know, do you keep the guys separated? Uh, do you keep the starters separated from the backups? Do you do – uh, virtual meetings at all times uh, because that's what the NFL is advocating uh, is when you can do virtual meetings, do virtual meetings still. Uh, so they are sort of thinking about those types of things. Like should the offensive line well, be separated? Sorry to cut you off. Like should Jason Kelsey be in well, one room yeah, and yeah, Ray I Johnson mean, be in another? <laughs> no, I, I don't think you can separate the uh, certainly the starters you can separate the starters and backups yeah though. so I, I mean yeah maybe you have to go to the entire backup offensive line in a worst case scenario um but at least you can field a team uh, you know roger goodell wrote a letter to the fans sort of an open letter today and he basically admitted this is going to be a season like you've never seen before. Jason Kelsey said, guys are going to test positive. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to accept it. And by the way, a lot of these guys feel fine. I was talking to uh, uh, somebody from another organization today uh, about a guy who was put, rookie was put on the COVID list that I mentioned. Said he's completely fine, feels 100%. Uh, but that's the point there. You have to if there's a positive test or you've been uh, uh, exposed to somebody who's tested positive, you have to be sat down for five or 10 days minimum. Um, yeah. Isn't that the whole problem of all this is yeah. the fact that people aren't you're not visibly sick or you're not bedridden. That, that, that's the whole you know, wild card in all this. Yeah. Asymptomatic people. Uh, because, you know, and, and from the case of caution, you could say, well, the guy feels fine. And that's the problem with the Marlins. You know, they're saying, well, we feel fine. Let's go out and play. The other people. Uh, and then you have the wildfire aspect of it. Um, 
So yeah, basically it sucks. And uh, <laughs> you can only you can only do the best you can. And until we get to a point, and we're not going to get to that point, and this is the bigger concern. Look, you have both sides of this fence arguing we should shut down until there's a vaccine. And then you have the other side of the fence that talks about herd immunity and everybody should get sick and we got to get on with our lives, especially younger people Mm -hmm. uh, who are healthy. Uh, and they just continuously butt heads and then you have everybody stuck in the middle. It doesn't know who to believe, what to believe. Uh, and that's why we have a cluster. You know what? I mean, just constant. And, and part of the reason is Ryan, we talk about this all the time. Everything changes so quickly. Yeah. You know, we're, we're saying a couple days ago, you're, you're probably saying to yourself, things are going pretty well for baseball. And then bang. Now, you, you wake up today and people are saying, well, you got to shut this thing down. That's how quickly that happened. It's like a wildfire. And, do you think, you know, I mean, do you think baseball is going to get shut down? No. I, I, you know, Rob Manford talked today and he was. After hearing him speak, it's pretty evident. It's pretty evident that he doesn't. Um, yeah. And baseball as a whole, and players, and and uh, the players' association, they're going to try to play through this. So when it first happened, yes, I thought because that's what this country has become—very, very just um, whiplash-like. And right. the bad happens, and we just shut it down and say. Okay, let's go hide for 132 days. But I, I think from an economic standpoint, I think they think they got to get through this. Criticize them for that if you want, and that's fine. But I think, again, that's and you can either be real about it or not, and that's where they are. They're trying to get through this. Extending the play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. Myself, Ryan Rothstein, 33. Subscribe on YouTube at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. Apple Podcasts, Extending the Play. Head over there. It's also available on Spotify, on Anchor, literally anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. There's a ton here. There's a ton to discuss. I mean, we just did a whole episode in our normal time. And we haven't even hit on, you know, five, six, seven points we, we wanted to get to here. So we're going to do a part two for you all next. Uh, these episodes are going to be released pretty much uh, at the same time. We have um, Eagles notes for some local news. Doug Peterson spoke to the media. Carson Wentz, as John mentioned earlier in the episode, arrived at the Novacare facility today for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he looked jacked, by the way, John. Sorry. Yeah, he did. I, I, you know, Ron, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised because as people are locked up, I mean, I've seen Fletcher Cox. I've seen Brandon Graham. I mean, these guys got nothing else to do. They are all jacked, a lot of them. But it's not yeah. just the Eagles. It's everybody else as well. Yeah, so to wrap up this part uh, of extending the play, John, is the NFL going to finish the season? I know this is – it's a ridiculous question, <laughs> but just with the new issues um, surfacing with baseball and just the reality of the unknown growing, I, I mean, what do you, what's your finger on the pulse today? 
I, I think and where where I differ is is it going to be stopped and started again? I think that's mm-hmm. a possibility. Uh, but I've said this on Aton's show. I, I've said it on Tony Bruno's show as well. Look, early November, we're starting this thing. And by starting this thing, I mean the country. No matter who wins, this is right. a political statement. We are starting this thing. Because at that point, the politics died down. Uh, and people will realize, well, whether you won or lost, they'll say, uh, well, we can't just stop it's done. Uh, we have to restart the country and both sides will be at that point. And the virus will not be gone, but we no. will start the country in mass.